Hi everyone and a massive welcome to the Dedicate podcast. Kate Ivey here, your host. Today I'm chatting to the talented Polly Harding, aka PJ. PJ is a successful radio DJ who has recently quit her career in the fast lane for life on the farm with her fiance, BJ. PJ shares with us the heartbreaking journey of losing her dad to cancer. We also chat about her career, long distance relationships, moving back to the farm and her pregnancy. A great chat with a great person. How are you? Yes, I've got you. Awesome. Perfect. You are, are you like 20, 25 weeks? five weeks yeah I'm that is a sweet it. spot and you you it's look gr- pregnant so people know you're pregnant so you know that's yeah. great but you're not too pregnant you know yes. yeah yeah <laughs> i'm not like full whale yeah it's only a few weeks away though mate i know <laughs> i can feel it i'm trying to make the most of it eh? <laughs> oh it goes yeah. so fast when it's someone else's pregnancy so weird yeah, well, i reckon it's gone oh, it's weird it's like equal fast equal slow yeah do you um count the weeks like you know have one of those books that tells you exactly what baby's doing and what size it is and what I've got it two apps I've yeah. got two apps on my phone and what and I used like, to do is read two weeks ahead and you'd be like oh yay I'm 25 yeah. weeks I can read week 28 <laughs> I always do the week ahead I get bored of the, the current week yeah. I'm like no yeah the next next so what's yeah, coming yeah, next, next. <laughs> <laughs> so right, good okay. such an exciting time it is it is. It's yeah. overwhelming, but very exciting. Yeah. So congrats on your new podcast. I um, am halfway through the one with Megan and actually was going to say, oh, no. say <laughs> no, I was going to say, is that why you were late? You were using one of her gifts or something, but then you came in with your, no. your niece and I was no. like, oh no, bad taste, can't bring that up now. <laughs> no, no, no. It's been a frost here as well this morning, oh, so yeah. we've been getting the fire going. <laughs> She's bloody, uh, she's bloody crisp outside. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's absolutely awesome. So well done. Absolutely loved it. Um, oh, the best part was, and I know it's a PC term, but it was still so good. Owner of vaginas. It's just such a good description. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's what you have to say now. Yeah. Because they yeah, may not, may not identify as being female. but Exactly. I know. Initially when, um. When I heard that, I was like, who says that? But yeah, but yeah you have to be um you Same. Have to be I was sort of lolling, now. you know, I was laughing yeah, and then yeah, I stopped yeah. and thought about it and I was like, Yeah, no, it's the right thing no, right to use. Yeah. You have to you have to do that now. So yeah, it, it definitely stopped me in my tracks when she initially said that. I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh. But no, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely to say that. Yeah. We've had a wee chat before before this to, you know, yeah. I'm a bit um no, it's not ruthless, but I rang up and say, right, what shit have you been through? Because everyone has been through stuff and, yep. you know, it's we're stronger for it. But something that you're going to share with us today, I'm already feel like I'm <laughs> going to choke up just thinking about it. Um, My father was like, don't cry. I was like, no, I think I'll be all right. But then, God, maybe, uh, I don't know, after the morning I've had, maybe I will cry. I don't yeah, know. And if you do, that's totally fine and totally understandable. Mm. And it's. Um, losing a parent is something that most of us will go, you know, will go through. Um, mm. Obviously, unless it's the other way around, which is even worse. Um, and I'm already dreading it. Mm. I've, got, I've both my parents. I still have one grandmother. She's 91. Um, oh, and no. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm already dreading it. Like, oh. No. So, I mean, what happened? How old were you when... Yeah, so well, well, it, it, we got the we got the diagnosis um, for Dad's stage four cancer when I was fourteen at Ringy um, in Christchurch. Fourteen, oh. fourteen, and um, I remember my brother telling me, and I was like, "Is Dad going to lose his hair?" Like that was the first thing I sort of thought of, and I think I think they were like, "No, he's not going to go through chemo." He didn't have to do chemo, but I just remember going up to my room, listening <laughs> to Coldplay and crying for like hours because all I knew of cancer at that point was really, really grim um, yeah. outcomes. And I didn't know much really because um, we'd been initially told that he had two to five years to live. 
And um, yeah, that was just as a 14 year old, oh. you never sort of expect no. to hear that. And I didn't really have any friends that had lost parents. So it was, it was a pretty full on time to go through. It's right um, at that age when you're needing sort of everything around you to be running smoothly because you're causing yeah. enough drama in your own life yeah. sort of anyway. Yeah. And so it kind of kickstarted my mom and my dad on this massive health journey because my mom was a doctor and they got given, you know, they got told two to five years and my mom was like, nah, I'm not taking that. <laughs> I'm not. And so she sort of dug her heels in and started doing all the research yeah. into what causes cancer, what, you know, what, what else, what else is out there? And um, all those different alternative therapies and hundred percent the foods to eat. And yeah. And so my family, they actually ended up going, they went through so many phases, like literally my mom tried everything because just, we weren't accepting it. And yeah. I, I honestly genuinely believe that gave dad such a bit of quality of life and yeah. longer time with us. So he got diagnosed in 2000 and five mm -hmm. and he passed away in 2019 so we got like 14 years with yeah. him and was that but 14 that, years like all wondering when it was you know is it tomorrow is it next week is it six months or did you have a period of um you know okay we've got this sort of thing I think my mum's Oh man, she just had such an incredibly positive attitude. She was yeah. like, no, no, we're going to do this. Dad, dad can do this. Dad's reacting well. And he actually was. And I genuinely believe. Reacting well to all the different things. Because yeah, he said he wasn't going to do chemo. So why did he not do chemo? Uh, I don't know if chemo was appropriate. For, I, he did radiotherapy. Okay. Um, so he was still doing, you know, some of the, the mainstream kind of um treatments but mom sort of was just doing everything on the side to supplement and um yeah he he did get a good response so the initial two to five years ended up being longer but I guess it just changed our attitude to life I honestly believe you learn so much more from death about life yeah or just the prospect of it mm. and and knowing that you know you don't know how much time you've got yeah and who's important um, to you and what to value in uh, life and yeah yeah and so I, I don't know if we had that mindset that dad was going to go anytime soon. It was kind of just, we were kind of on this positive momentum. Yeah, it's not going to happen ever, almost sort of approach. Yeah. Yeah. Even though we still knew he was unwell, I think it changed. It, it just, you didn't take things for granted anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the biggest lesson during that time. And I just feel like times were so much more special. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, you just, you, you really value life a little yeah. bit more but it wasn't until probably 2018 dad sort of started going down on a bit of a downward slope um mm -hmm. and I guess he was deteriorating maybe from yeah 2018 and that was when I was in Melbourne so that was really tough mm. navigating dad getting worse and I was away that was always my worst fear um because I'd been in Auckland prior to that and whenever dad was unwell I would always you know like because he He'd have patches where it would go up and down. And sorry, did you say what type of cancer did he have? Sorry, it was um, prostate. prostate. Yeah. So it was a, uh, stage four prostate cancer and it had got into his bones. Mm. Um, so that's amazing and, to have survived that, that long. Yeah, yeah. I'm so grateful for the time, but it was kind of like I grieved. I almost pre-grieved his death. Mm -hmm. When you were 14. Over those years, yeah. I had so much time to cry because I didn't know how it was going to go a few months down the mm -hmm. track. I didn't know if he was still going to be here the next year. And every time there was, you know, maybe he he took a bad corner, um, you you cry because you just don't know how much you think time this is you've it. Got to get. Yeah. And so, and so, I, do you I think you were um, like a lot more mature and emotionally? ahead of your peers and stuff from having that experience? I don't and know if I'd say that, but I think it definitely, um, uh, yeah, it develops you in a way that you probably have a greater sense of empathy and a greater sense of appreciation for life. Mm -hmm. um, and what about like the trivial things that happen as a teenager? Would you think, oh, this is pathetic. <laughs> I've got bigger things to worry about. Or was it almost I mean, like I probably a, a, a distraction? Probably a nice distraction, stuff. wasn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, probably some of that trivial stuff was, yeah, a mass yeah. destruction. Um, but it definitely helped give that perspective of what is important in life. And I think having that from an early age probably was really beneficial. Um, and also valuing your health and well-being and putting, you know, your health first and yeah. um and looking after yourself. And it's not selfish to take care of yourself. Yeah. I think people often often think that they're like, oh, well, yeah, you can take care of yourself, whatever. But Actually, Especially you're looking at mums. Yeah. yeah, yes, 100%, particularly mums. But it's not. It's the best thing you can do for yourself mm. and those that you care for because down the track. Yeah, you need you your health. You you, without your health, you haven't got anything, have you? 100% no. So I think it helped, yeah, place emphasis on that and to not get caught up on the small little things. Yeah, even though I still did a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. To, I mean, yeah. Um, and mm. so you're in Melbourne and you're far away from your family and he goes downhill. Um, yeah. Yeah. How hard that was that? Was, well, it, was, it was really tough. And um, I mean, I, I did come back home still quite a bit. So, I mean, that was, I, I, in a way, I'm really grateful that he went before COVID and that whole time. Oh, yeah, I was going to say what happened. Yeah. Oh. So he passed away at the end of 2019. So he never had to go through any of the pandemic mm. or anything. And I just can't even imagine the stress and horror that would be that, for a family member. I think that has been the worst thing of this whole COVID is people that yeah. haven't been able to get back to funerals and things for their close family members. But the isolation for people who oh. are dying, I just, it absolutely breaks my heart. And I know people have had to go who have had to go through it, and it's just so unfair because you don't, in a way, get that proper closure um, that you get. Mm. Like we had about a week with Dad, which was so special. My brother got to come back from London, and yeah, both my brothers were there, and we were just at home, and it just made that process, I guess, complete in a way. But mm. but with the pandemic you don't a lot of people didn't get that so I, I am so eternally grateful for that week that we got to have with dad yeah. um, before he passed and we were there with him and it's something you dread forever and you never ever want to imagine yourself in that position but in terms yeah. of how does it how feel it like gone, oh yeah it was surreal I think because he had been suffering for a while there was part of me that was at peace that he was a bit peace. of relief yeah because it wasn't dad in the final days like that, yeah. you know, that's, that's not who he was. And he would not want to be remembered as that person who was mm. unwell and, you know, not there. Mm. Um, so it was in a way quite, um, yeah, it was almost a weight off the shoulders. As yeah, especially since you've been as, going through it for so long. Yeah, it was like the suffering is finally over. So that yeah. part, it was kind of like a release. But at the same time, it doesn't feel real, you know. And no. I just remember going outside howling, like literally letting out a sound I don't think I'd ever, oh. ever made in my life. But it was but it was part of life and death, you know. You know, mm. it, it just it reinforces what we're here for mm. in a way. Yeah. And yeah. it kind of makes, again everything put in perspective a little bit and is it almost kind of like that realization that the world doesn't revolve around you do you know (laughs) what I mean yes yeah yeah I think so I think you're not as significant on this massive world (laughs) as we think we are oh and just everything you get stressed about you're just like why the hell do I put my time and my stress into that it it doesn't matter. Yeah, 100%. Whenever anything massive happens to you, I think that always does reset your mm. priorities and perspective. Do you find, though, eventually, though, you kind of, we all kind of get back into how we were? Like it resets yep. for a short amount of time. Yep. And it's why just, is that? Yeah. I think it's just part of being human, but mm. I think it's crucial that we do have those moments to bring us back. Mm. to realize what it's about and then I don't know why we reset to that mode of mm. overthinking overstressing getting caught up on stupid things like yeah. things lying around the house like why why do we let that bother us I don't mm. know I, I don't know if it's wired into our brains um 
Yeah, because I always I, think that most things that we have wired have a sort of evolutionary reason. Mm. You know, like we get stressed about not meeting deadlines and stuff like that because back in the day, if you didn't get your food, you needed to, you know, yes. get a wiggle on and get some but it's food. Like we can't diet. differentiate the difference yeah. now between yes. life or death and yeah. survival or mm. just. And especially with so much stimulus all the time. Like it's so hard to even just do nothing. Like being able to do nothing now is very hard. I know. Yeah. I know. So, um, yeah, I got a little bit distracted there. But, um, no, but, no, no, I, but it, it is insane how much you learn and grow and get resilience mm. um, from big events like that. And I think, you know, I had been dreading that moment my whole life. Mm-hmm. And then once I got through it, I was like, oh, I can survive. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, that was like a massive light bulb moment. It was like I got through the absolute worst that I was dreading my whole yeah. life. Yeah. And that was, yeah. Does it leave right? a wee hole in your Huh? Um, oh, 100%. A wee uh, sort like, of sense of emptiness in a wee portion of it that comes and goes? or I think grief, oh, is it, how do people describe it? It's like, yeah, there's, there's a hole that never actually gets filled again. That's mm-hmm. always going to be there, but it's a sign of the love that was there. <clears throat> the bigger the grief, the bigger the love, and I always like to look at it like that. It's not. That's nice. I like that. Yeah, it's and that love will always be there, and I think the memories will always be there, and mm-hmm. I think parts of dad are always around and you find ways to bring him in and yeah and I just think yeah the memories are so important and they're they're what make you as a human being and mm-hmm. it's special he's he's always there they're yeah. always I, I believe they're always around in ways and and they yeah. show off in ways oh that's so nice and it would have been a <laughs> massive journey for your mum like it sounds like she was it was almost a bigger journey for her than it would have been for your dad Oh my gosh. It just, they had the most beautiful partnership and she was his biggest cheerleader Yeah, and he would not have got nearly as far without her. And it was just, oh my gosh, what it was, it made me really want to have a relationship like that because she, he would just get up every morning and she would be there fighting for him. Oh my God, this is going to make me cry. Um, because she gave him like that meaning, that purpose of, of getting up every day. Yeah. Whereas I think he would probably have given up. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But she was like, no, bud, have, we can, we can do yeah. this. All right. We're going to do this. We're going to go to Australia. We're going to get a vitamin C infusion. <laughs> yeah. So what were some of the things that she, she got oh, him to do? Well, they went through a vegan diet, then ended up not going vegan, then did keto, then did um, yeah, vitamin C infusions. There were, mate, you name it, they did it. All the juicing. Um, yeah. uh, what else? Anything you think of, like energy healing, yeah. everything. Nothing was off limits. And, I mean, obviously they were still going to the doctor. They weren't just doing it. Yeah. Um, but they wanted to give themselves the best shot mm. and – I just am so grateful to mom. And we learned so much about health along the way as well as a family. Yeah. Amazing. Which was, which was pretty incredible. Um, yeah. And how's she doing now? Um, she is good. I think she's needed a couple of years to really sort of let herself heal in a way. Yeah. And also, like, that was her purpose in life was to, mm. for all it those did, years. It, yeah, so yeah. then suddenly she would have found herself unsure of what to do next. Yeah, I think it kind of, I think she wants to help people and she wants to heal people in a way as well. Because, I mean, she's, I think that's what her, her purpose is. She wants to help people now. Amazing. So yeah. she's kind of restarting and, um, yeah, she's gone incredible. She's been through so much as well. Like she lost her two brothers over the span of a few years, mm-hmm. uh, her mum to dementia, who was my grandmother. Like we had the, we had a lot of death in our family over a short time and mm-hmm. we were the closest family. Um, so it was a really challenging period mm-hmm. and I can't believe mum's got out the other side because. Yeah, what a legend. 
Yeah, absolutely, Jen. So now I think she just needs to be loved herself. Yes. <laughs> all, yeah. of the, all of the time that she's put into everyone else. Mm. And so do you, um, obviously you've been so successful in your, in your career and <laughs> I'm going to ask you about the process to get there. Um, yeah. But I, I know why you're successful. I mean, your voice, it's so good. Like, <laughs> oh, no, it's not. Nah, I've it trained is. that over the years. Yeah, so that's what I wonder. Is it trained? Or are you just born know. with a radio voice? Like, Because I never thought I had a radio voice. I, I got into broadcasting school and there were only like 20 people that get in per year. And I was yeah. like, this is a fluke. Like, I don't know how the hell I've got in. Like, was that after uni or before? Is that the one in Christchurch? Or is, is that one in Christchurch? Media? Yeah. Yeah, so it was straight out of school, um, a Bachelor of Broadcasting Communications and Radio. Cool. Yeah. And I had imposter syndrome. Everyone around me was so smart. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? Did you do drama and speech and debating and stuff like that at high school or not? I didn't. Not not wasn't really cool enough. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I I liked, I always liked being center of attention. I liked probably speeches. But I never was like hardcore drama. I liked getting up on stage and stuff, mm-hmm. but I was also into sport and um, Spanish. And yeah. I think I always wanted to be a presenter, Yeah, but there was no specific presenter course. And then I remember hearing from someone who had gone to broadcasting school and they're like, you can get transferable skills. You can learn radio and then go to TV. So I was like, okay, cool. So I went yeah. there and then, um, and then, yeah, it was maybe halfway through the year or whatever, or early on, I can't remember, but I got selected to be the station voice for the year above me. So the second year's create their own radio station. I was like, oh my God, why is my voice chosen? Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe I do have an okay voice. Yeah. And yeah, then maybe that's when the confidence kicked in. I was like, maybe I can do it. And then we started doing on air stuff and I was like, I love this. I really loved it. And um yeah, I guess it just kind of went from there. It's something about the um sort of the deepness to it. Oh, really? <laughs> like it's a like, smoker's voice? Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like I've been puffing darts it's for just, years. It feels like an object rather than just something you can listen. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but Thank it's, you. I mean, yeah, it's amazing. Awesome. Well, thanks, Kay. Appreciate it. <laughs> and so you went to broadcasting school and then, yep. like, I'm sure not everyone goes as far as you have. You know, what's the next step from there? I, well, um, we, so part of the degree, you have an internship and I was this close to going to Hokanui Gold down in Gore where I was going to be a breakfast host there. And I was like, cool. And then, um, and then I ended up getting accepted into an internship at ZM in Auckland, which I was like, whoa, big smoke. (laughs) Yeah. And it was, uh, we love Gore. We love Gore. Love Gore. But life could have been different had I gone to court. Completely you know, it's so different. Weird how things work yeah. out. Like, Sliding doors. Accepted. Absolutely. And so I got accepted into um, this um, internship in Auckland. And I, from the get-go, I was like, I really would love to try some on-air stuff if there's any opportunity. And um, I got to start doing weekend shifts and doing the entertainment news on the night show. And then cool. within a few Are you months, paid much I'm, in your internships? No, no, yeah. pay not. Yeah. Absolute peanuts, but you're like experience. This is what you have to do. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I was happy to do that. Um, and then yeah, ended up doing the night show full time with this guy Matt within a few months, and then from there ended up yeah doing the night show again with another guy, then going to the day show, then reading the news on Drive, then doing a bit with Drive, then going on to Drive with Jason PJ. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end of 2017, we moved to Australia. So yeah, so was that like um, a radio station in Australia picked you up because Jace is Aussie, right? Yeah. So I mean, Jace obviously had connections over there, yeah. and he was kind of on the radar, I guess, because he'd gone to New Zealand. So people in Australia were like, "Oh, what's this guy doing?" Yeah. And, and then, um, and then they reached out, and they're like, "We'd like you want both of you." Yeah. How cool. Which was, trippy so yeah. trippy I never thought I would ever do breakfast radio because I just didn't and um because breakfast radio is the ultimate isn't it that's the time when people listen to the radio yeah 
Oh no, there's the home phone. <laughs> I oh, love it. Home so... phones still exist in 2022. Oh, no. You know you're on a farm when you've got a home phone. Oh my god, it stresses me out. <laughs> I'm just gonna let it ring. It stresses me out because they're like, it's never for me, and it's always like someone with a bloody farm truck. Just, just get like, it. I want to know who it is. Answer. I want to know who it is. I'll probably leave a message. Oh no, this is so good. Uh, like, it's going to play on your mind all day now because you're going to be like, you know, when you when BJ comes in. To- <laughs> it's probably like, yeah, g'day, it's Gary here. I just want to tell you that the truck's going to come at two o'clock. Can you tell BJ that the truck? I know. That's why I was like, you should answer it because yeah. <laughs> I'll get in touch with him. Oh, oh, it's someone for you. Oh, it's BJ. Oh no. <laughs> okay. I'm so sorry. That's fine. <sighs> this is good. We can listen I'm to so your conversation. Sorry. You can just answer. Oh, I'm so sorry. Hi, I'm doing an interview. You're right. Yeah, you going to town today? <laughs> yeah, I can <laughs> this go is to good. town. Why? You get some dog biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> this I'm is recording this. The yeah. Ultimate <laughs> farmers, wife, partners, fiancés. Question. Oh, hey, what for all the? I sheep get dogs? this most. Like, are you going to town? Can you pick up Dredge? Are you going to town? Can you pick up dog biscuits? Wait, Elizabeth. Wait, you'll you'll ring who? I'll ring the farm shop and tell them you're coming in. <laughs> That's what my husband yeah, does as wait. well. Right, sons. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, this That's is perfect. It is. It there is. is daily life on the farm, and he does exactly oh, what my husband does. My legs are head, and then you just oh. pop them in, and they're expecting you. And... <laughs> no fuck ups. That's oh, what that is. So difficult. I was like, he oh no. He doesn't trust you mean? just to get the dog biscuits yourself. He's going to ring a head. <laughs> He's going to make a special order. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Here, I think it was something serious. <laughs> that is serious, mate. Dog biscuits. Oh, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. It's so good. I love it. I love it. Where are we? It's so relatable. <laughs> so relatable. <laughs> Make me look cool, BJ. I'm not just here, like, doing all your little duties. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, it. so that probably brings us to, so you had this ultimate gig in Australia. Yeah. And the Aussies obviously loved you. Like, it went well. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know if they loved us, but but we had a great time and we had amazing interaction with yeah people online and and people who called into the show. It was probably better than we thought. I think we went over there going, oh god, this could go down like a cup of cold sick to yeah. Kiwi. Um, but they did, I think, eventually um, warm to us, and I think it's just because we kept it true to ourselves. We yeah. we were like, we don't really want to be your typical breakfast show. We want to be a bit of an escape and. I think we sort of stuck to that, and cool. um, I think that's you always got to be true to yourself. Don't get molded into something that you don't want to be, because so often happens. I think in industries where people can be like, yeah, "If you want success, you got to do this. If you want all the, you know, money and the ratings and mm-hmm. the do this." But you're like, "No, screw it. I want to do it my way." Yeah. So, and nowadays, a lot of people are being successful in whatever they're doing by standing out from the crowd, aren't they? And not doing it yeah. the way everyone else has exactly. done it before. Yeah. And it's the opposite effect. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I had a couple of questions around you that I've forgotten. BJ's mucked it all up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dog biscuits. So much more important, though. Dog Vicky's are waiting. Yeah. The thing is, everything that happens on the farm is so much more important than anything else that's oh. going on. God, no, I think you know it already. If you don't, it's. Do you do much on the farm? No, I'm busy with the kids and my business and stuff. Yeah. And I was going to ask yeah. you, do you do much on the farm? Oh, I'm busy with. Um, uh... We find things to make ourselves. Busy <laughs> we with. find things. No, I just like to keep separate. I mean, if it's a really nice day or whatever, I'll go out. Or sometimes I'm just like, hey, do you want a hand? Yeah. Um, but but no, no, I like to keep that separate. I like to keep that his thing. Yeah. I did my thing. Yeah. It works, I think. And I think it's good. I think it's healthy to be like that. It is healthy. Um, I think it can be unhealthy, some of those, um, I don't know, being yelled abuse when you're trying to help on the farm. But anyway. Yeah, and just being so intertwined, I think, and then you come mm. home and then it's probably work. And so it's nice. I mean, yeah. I can imagine it works for a lot of people. but A lot of people make me. it work really well. Yeah. yeah. It was never okay. going to work for me. Um, no, neither. <laughs> so you are... You know, you're going really well in Australia, but you're doing this long distance relationship. Did you mm-hmm. meet BJ before you went to 
Aussie or yeah, yeah, I How did. So, oh, it's hilarious the story. Um, and the whole had, BJPJ thing that's just funny. Oh, itself, what it? are the chances? <laughs> so, <laughs> I had come back for well, I'd gone to Melbourne at the end of 2017 and um, gone. I found a place to live, set up my new rental. I was like, Yeah, new life, here we come, yeah. amazing. I'll come home for Christmas come home for New Year's, have a last hurrah with the mates and then go start me new life. And um, went down to Wanaka, stayed with a very good friend, um, actually Sophie Hurley who runs Honest Wolf. Yeah, who we, we interviewed a few weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I can thank her for the, this relationship. Yeah. But um, we were, yeah, she just had a whole lot of friends down there. We had mutual friends of friends. And mm-hmm. then I met BJ and um, – literally like straight I, away you were like yeah yeah oh yeah I guess there was chemistry from the get-go yeah. yeah and then it was sort of like a pursuit over the few nights and stuff yeah. and then we were really sad when we left each other and oh. we just sort of kept in touch and he came I thought he was joking when he said he was going to come over and visit to Melbourne yeah but he's like this burly like farmer who <laughs> I would so not have gone for in the past like I'd but hold on here. did you grow up in a farm though didn't you your dad is a farmer no, my dad no? wasn't a farmer, but my uncles were. So my mum's brothers. Yeah. <clears throat> so we lived in Methven for yeah. my childhood. Okay. Yeah. So and you lived in the in the what's? Yeah. Mum was a doctor though. Dad was a lawyer. So it was, okay. they were kind of like working in Christchurch. And oh, they were working in Christchurch. Yeah. Okay. Doing a bit of commute, and then my uncles lived on dairy farms outside. Mm-hmm. So one in Winchmore and one near Rakai Gorge. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'd spend a bit of time around farms and like down to yeah. guys I suppose but I never really I always was attracted to more I don't know skinny slickers skinny jeans dudes yeah yeah and I always thought that and was my did you ha- had you had a previous like serious relationship with one of those sort of guys or um uh, yeah 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 but not mm. farmers no not no that's what I mean or, yeah but no yeah. farmers yeah and then so BJ was the first of his type oh. to really <laughs> catch my Knock eye. Your socks off. <laughs> he was like in this singlet. It was probably a sharing singlet yeah. or something. And he was just so like, honestly, he's just the salt of the earth. Yeah. He was like, good eye on BJ. <laughs> I was like, hi, <laughs> BJ. And straight yeah. away you would have connected with that, um, just just having the names and like having a laugh about your names. Yeah, being the yeah. Same. like it was that banter. But also it yeah. was kind of like, I guess you know, when you're at an event, well, you're in an environment where everyone like knows who's single. And so I think people were like, oh, oh they yeah. could hook up or they could hook up. Oh, so yeah. I think there are a few options that have been going around that. Yeah. I don't know, like he'd been tipped off who was single. <laughs> and the couples are just living for it and they want to be yeah. right. They want to be the ones that have matchmaked. Vicariously living through you. Yeah. Because yeah. um, so how yeah, old anyway, were you at this, at this time? 27. 27. So quite a few people sort of partnered up by 27. Yeah. Yeah. You're starting to get uh, a few weddings. Yeah. 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 Um, But then we stayed in touch and then he came over and visited Melbourne and then we were like pretty much on Donkey Kong and then decided (laughs) to do long distance. And we did that for my whole time in Melbourne. So was that three years, was it? Yeah, mm-hmm. so 2018, 19, 20, and then I came back end of, shit, what was last year, 2021? Yeah, I'm a bit like that, 2021. Hang on. <laughs> but I have three and a half years over there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, Sorry. Wow. It is a long time, Yeah. I did come back at the end of 2020, then I went back at the beginning of 2021, and then I came back for good, like, April last year. Yeah. So, yeah, it was about, it was a good three years of long day. And you started the long distance knowing that you would, you know, like the fact that you were doing that meant that you were completely open to moving back to the farm one day? Um, or was it just let's see how it goes and see what happens? It was let's see how it goes. Like, I remember yeah. there were chats at one point. He was like, yeah, I can move to the city. Oh, that's so nice. Anyone, <laughs> anyone knows uh farmer like oh, it's farm. just out of the question but the fact that he even that. said it just yeah. shows that it makes you more yeah. willing to make those sacrifices if you know that 100%. they're that serious that they would even humor it you know 
Yeah. And he was like, oh, maybe I could come over and be a tradie for a while. Yeah. <laughs> that was never going to happen. No, but still, I think that says so much. Um, and then I think I was, uh, in my head, I was always going to come back, but I just yeah. think COVID and everything just sped that up, mm-hmm. you know, and I just realised, and especially losing dad at the end of 2019. That and then just, boom, again, straight into COVID. Yeah, it just reinforced priorities and where I wanted to be. Yeah. And So you'd gone through all that grief and then yeah. you'd gone back to Melbourne and you were stuck in Melbourne. You couldn't get yeah. back to connect with your yeah. family that you sort of probably were needing to really connect with yeah more than anyway, and your yeah. boyfriend mm-hmm. so how long did you go not seeing each other through the COVID times I remember the last time we hung out was oh gosh when did COVID hit it was like March March or early yeah it April. was March it was just after the Wanaka show it was it was March Sorry. yes so good. yeah we'd gone fly camping uh what's and it was, fly it was camping beautiful. Well, it was like we had like just we were literally out in the oh, trees like with a fly, like just like a canopy kind and of like over the top of the trees. Thing. Yeah, oh. it was such an epic night. And then that was the last time we saw each. Oh, did he come over? And was it just before COVID, like March? You mean? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. And then it happened. And then when did I get home? I got home September. Six months. Yes, it was about seven. Six seven months. months. Yeah. Oh, it's a long time. I did long distance at uni to with my now husband. Yeah. And I found anything more than like three weeks was tough. Yeah. Yeah. We we were pretty good over that three year period. You probably get used to whatever, you know, like we were used to seeing each other every two weeks. So if yeah. it was longer, it felt pretty tough. Yeah, we'd normally go a month or a month and a half, I reckon. Yeah. If it was a long time. But then you months. probably saw each other for a week or two. A week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he'd come for a week or or um or it might be holidays or I'd come for a weekend or yeah. Um yeah, so we had a pretty good routine going and then yeah, that it was just like not knowing when you're gonna see each yeah. other. Okay. Bloody tough. Yeah, it is tough. Um so would you always have it booked in, like when you're gonna see them again? Usually. I think that was like always really exciting. It would make the goodbye way better if you had something to look forward to you're yeah. like okay cool would you just fall just okay. absolutely cry 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 leaving or okay. not too bad sometimes sucked but like other times I actually think there were kind of merits to long distance because you do get your own independence at the same time and you and it's so much more exciting the benefits having your own space you know with long distance and you're your own person yeah. aren't you and then you, yeah, you are and it's all just nice like you don't have the rocky times of a of a relationship or the challenging times it's all just it's a big bubble of goodness well I mean I think you can I think it comes down to communication and um I think what worked for us is the fact that BJ doesn't really like texting yeah. he's more of a caller so I think he's such calling, your classic like, old school farmer I, I know I honestly think that helped reduce the risk of misinterpretation because yeah. you know when you're texting and you're in mm. a different place emotions get yeah confused yeah. and all that kind of stuff so I think actually having voice chats or video chats a couple of times a day people nice. were like my god you guys always talk but but it was just easy wow and twice a day that's amazing yeah or maybe more like sometimes I'd be in the kitchen cooking and he'd be there just in the background and he'd be cooking you know yeah oh that's so, so nice yeah like a girl that life. worked for me she's doing long distance with her um partner who's in Canada and they yeah. watch movies together so she'll set yeah. him up and he'll watch the movie through the screen she's watching. we never did that yeah I that- don't think but um it's a good idea we did do a date night once I think that was during during COVID, we're like, oh, yeah. I need to do something special. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, dressed up, had like little Italian meal, but but actually, that only happened like once. <laughs> did you do it at home, or did you take each other to a restaurant? Oh no, this was at home because yeah. this was COVID time. So, oh, we true. Literally yeah. couldn't go out. Yeah, I think. I'm pretty sure it was around then. Especially in uh, in Melbourne, you know, the restrictions yeah. were a lot tighter, and you know, there's a lot more COVID even, than we had here. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, and I remembered something I wanted to ask you. Um, yeah, backtracking back to your career, what were the biggest mm. challenges along the way with that? Mm, oh gosh, um, I think 
initially getting through that self doubt mm-hmm. and confidence. Like I think people probably look at me and think I'm really confident, but actually the overthinking mm-hmm. and um, if you didn't have a good show as well, I feel like, I feel like you'd get extreme highs and extreme lows. And that's how I felt when I set up my business as well. Yeah. And you just have to learn how to find that median, like not get too excited about things and not get too bummed about challenges. Yes. And it plays havoc with your mental health. Yeah, it does. Either up or you're down. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of get addicted to that up as well. And you're forever seeking that up and not being able to chill properly. Yeah, that was a big part of it. And I actually almost think that's why I wanted to step away from radio after a while for a bit anyway, because I could see that like the ego really likes to take over Mm -hmm. and I wanted to see who I was without being on the radio because that was like a huge part of my identity. Like I'd been on the Mm. radio for like 10 years. I was like, who the hell am I actually? Like, is this a hyped up version of me? Um, Can I survive without getting that? Uh, constant feedback from people telling me that that was You're a funny awesome bit or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah, because I just felt like that was not healthy. Um, I think it can be healthy if you know how to regulate it, and mm. and I think you know I definitely got better at that over the years. But but I really wanted to just remove myself from that environment for a bit and be like, okay, right, I'm in the middle of the country here. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of have to redefine myself a little yeah. bit. Do you know what I mean? I think that's really cool if you can have that opportunity. And how's it's almost it going? Like the last, yeah, it's good. I think over the last year it's been really challenging. It's yeah. almost like you grieve an old part of you. Mm-hmm. But then with that kind of exit of part of your old self comes a new self and mm-hmm. it's really wow. exciting. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. I'm kind of create trying to create the life that I really want to live awesome. and not just have a living but create a life. Amazing. And you've got those experiences from losing your dad and seeing what your mum went through and all that stuff that you learnt through that experience to bring in now. And you know that how important family is and, you know, the the life that you had growing up that you want to give to your children and all that type of thing. Yeah, I think it really reiterated that. And I think my mum and dad did jobs that they didn't overly love. And I think they sacrificed so much for their children, for us to have a good life. and. I just always, I think they always really honed at home that it's not all about money and it's so not all about money. God, if you can, but, but if you can make it work and do what you really love and you're not mm-hmm. sacrificing your soul, mm-hmm. I think that's the best thing. Yeah. Um, because I think you do. I think you're always going to go through phases where you don't do something totally aligned to yourself and that's fine. Yeah. You, you kind of have to work it's all that learning. out. Yeah. It is, is all learning and like I'll probably go through and do things that I'm not completely aligned with again, but mm-hmm. I want to try and stay and create and do stuff that feels totally what I want to do and stays true to myself, but also I get a balance of life. Awesome. Um, so what does that look like at the moment? Well, I mean, I'm obviously about to have a baby, yeah. so that's going to change everything, but being able to be here and um so for those that don't know tell us where you are yeah so I'm (laughs) I'm in the middle of the Wadarapa um uh we're kind of on this lifestyle property which is sort of um parallel to BJ's farm it ended up coming up last year and so ended up purchasing that property which was separate to the farm which was kind of cool because we're right next to it but Mm -hmm. we're not got your own thing as well yeah so that's that's massive with farming families having your own own Felt space, really own things, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel lucky to be at that opportunity. So I have always wanted to, I guess, yeah, do a podcast from home or be able mm-hmm. to do my job from home, but be able to get nature, get be around family, um, and then eventually do like an Airbnb or some kind of retreat where cool. people can come, we can create an amazing experience. That's sort of down the track. But, yeah, I want to have just a balanced life yeah and I don't know and I know that that's not always easy and kids can change well and you work on balance though if you've got that aim that's what you want and you it'll go up and down and round and round but that's ultimately what you're trying to achieve 
Yeah. 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 I don't and so be do you a, think, I mean, I'm not saying necessarily it'll happen, like you'll do this because it may not fit in with yeah. what you want to do, but with um, how times are changing, you know, just about everyone can work from home. You can yeah. do a podcast from home. Do you reckon yeah. you could actually run a breakfast show from home? Like would media um, yes, companies I, I, let you, you do could that? do that. You could do that. Would they Whether I want to do that right now? Um, they, 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 they probably would. Yeah, I think because technology can be so advanced now. Mm. I mean, it depends. But I just don't know if I want that right yeah. now. I kind of wanted to step away and challenge myself again mm. and sound something totally fresh. Um, yeah. So, have you had um, moments of like, have there been some tough moments in the last eighteen months since you've left radio? Yeah, shit, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Oh, my God. It's like a massive ego come down. Yeah. And you're like, can I actually do this? Uh, you know. And if people are, like, ask you, what are you doing now? You almost, do you feel like you have to justify <gasps> yourself? Oh, isn't, have you been through that period? It's the oh, most horrible period. 100%. Like, so what are you doing? Yeah. So why did, you, why did you leave your, why would you do that? Yeah. And they don't yeah. understand. I don't think they come from a bad place, but they're just like, oh, so what now? And I'm like, well, yeah. I'm just working it out. I know where I kind of want to be, but I don't really want to show all my cards because what if it doesn't work out? So I kind of just am like, I'm just, you know. Do you think it maybe conflicts with people a bit? Because people, like like we do for ourselves, we give ourselves this identity, like I'm a DJ, mm. you know. Yeah. And then for <laughs> yeah. other people, if you're not doing that, all of a sudden it puts their mind in a bit of a twist because they're like, hold on, what? I thought you were doing that. Well, yeah. What are you do- yeah, it's. It, I I've been reflecting on it a bit over this time. It's almost. It comes back to society, I reckon, and always having to have that. I don't know. It, it kind of reminds me Everyone of like fit the somewhere kind of. Hold on a minute, you're not fitting now. You're going to and, fit. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like the. So when are you going to have kids? So when are you going to? And if it doesn't fit the mold, I think people kind of get a little bit out of joint. They're like, oh. Well, how does it work? Like if they haven't seen someone do it, they don't know if it's possible. Yeah. But the weird thing is probably for you when you were um, in Melbourne and you were yeah. like 28 or whatever, some yeah. of your friends were getting married and having kids, you would have been getting the question, when are you getting yeah. married, when are you having kids? Yeah. And the minute you do show those signs, they're like, hold on a minute, what's, what's happened to your radio career? Why have you left yes. the radio? God, it's so frustrating. <laughs> yeah. And it's so hard to navigate. Yeah. And I don't think anyone's ever going to, completely nail it well Uh you just got to do what feels right Mm. um it's so hard like that especially when you get to the end of your 20s and you feel that you literally feel your biological clock ticking yeah and it just puts the pressure on and and you have to make some big calls and Mm. yes I did definitely sacrifice my career for a bit but I genuinely hope that it will help um in a way give it more longevity because I've given myself this time mm-hmm. to actually reset where I want to be at. Whereas I think it's quite easy to stay in a job and get really miserable and get bitter towards it. And I didn't mm-hmm. want that. And, and I the ball's kind of in your enough. court now. You got yourself into a bre- yeah. you know, breakfast on both sides of the Tasman, a sort after well, breakfast DJ. Australia, not here in New Zealand. Okay. okay right. But you still did well here. Um, <laughs> so you're kind of sought after, but you've made your own rules now. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like, I'm coming back if, if if I want to rather than being on someone else's yeah, terms. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Kind well, of so much to dissect. Making the calls, but yeah, yeah, it's um, it's exciting, and I think you have to go through that really horrific period of self doubt and yeah. like, what the fuck have I done? And I've talked to quite a few people who have experienced it, and I think yeah. it's normal. You know, whether it's leaving nine to five, whether it's leaving a relationship, whatever mm-hmm. it is that. The massive part of your identity, mm-hmm. and you and you step away from it, it shakes you and it rattles you yeah. to the core. But I think when you're in that rattling moment, mm-hmm. that's when you learn most about yourself. Yeah, and you're meeting people, new people in this new life. Who, yeah. like, not everyone will know would have known who you are that you're meeting in. No, in your small community. Great, I love that. Yeah, so <laughs> they're getting to know you as just you like you are yeah 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 that's it's is weird. that kind of weird it's yeah um, yeah and I do, do you feel yourself trying ego. to prove yourself sometimes or are you just completely um, content I really loved it at the beginning mm-hmm. I was like oh this is cool this is just different but yeah but maybe my ego is popping its head a little bit mm-hmm. again <laughs> it's 
it's like I've experienced it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. you need to show them what you're capable of. Like yes. especially yeah. especially in some farming communities and stuff as well, yes. where women are okay, you just go and do that, you go and do that. You know, it's yeah. not and there's this kind of expectation. Yeah. Um, and you kind of fall into a default, which is absolutely fine. Again, mm-hmm. that works for a lot of women, but it doesn't work for a lot of others. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think it can be hard to establish that. But I think there's such a movement within the rural community in a way where women oh. are doing it for themselves. And they it's are, so and it's just spiraling, isn't it? It's just more yeah, and more. There's just amazing businesses and things popping up all the time now. It's, yes. Yeah. And I think women doing it from, from home. COVID. Yeah. I think probably that's from COVID realizing what you can actually achieve yeah. without being in a in a um in a work office. Yeah. Which is so exciting because mm. I don't know, it feels like the country's just had a bad rap over <laughs> the last while. Yeah. And it's cool to see some vitality and innovation mm. coming to the rural community, which is yeah, impact, which is really what we cool. need. Yeah, it is exactly what we need. Young people. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's very, very exciting time. And where do you think you're at in this journey? Do you think moving back to the farm, have you been through the tough times or do you think you're going to look back? Because I found that I didn't think it was tough. So I moved from Mm. London to the farm, but I grew up on a farm. Um, And I thought it was fine at the time, but I look back and I'm like, oh, shivers. It was hard. Yeah. I think I've definitely been in a hibernation period. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how I look at it. And I feel like I'm just coming out of that now, although I am about to have a baby, so I'm probably going to go into another hibernation period. Yeah. But, um, but it probably has been harder than I realized. Like everyone's like, oh, Melbourne to Mount Bruce, that must be shocking. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 it's all good. But obviously it has been. And yeah. Um, it's and it probably not having been. the amount of people around you, I found, is the big thing. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. I mean, like, there is actually a really good community around here, but I think it's finding your people. Mm-hmm. And, and it I can take years in adulthood. It can, like mm-hmm. trying to make friends again. But I've sort of made a conscious decision recently that I need my, because I'm friends with heaps of BJ's mates, mm-hmm. but I need my own friends that I can just yeah. go hang out with the gals, you know? And so last mm-hmm. night... We went out for dinner and mastered it and it was really nice. We're going to make an effort every month, every Tuesday. It's like without fail, that will, not every Tuesday, but one Tuesday a month. That's always going to be there. And then you can meet up on top of that, but it was just. Tuesday's a bit of a risky move. Like the, is there much going on on a Tuesday? (laughs) Is there much going on in (laughs) Muslims? I take that back. It's a great time. But (laughs) we, it was really cool last night to realize that, the girls that were there, we'd all come from cool places and yeah. we'd all ended up in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And and you kind of have to put in that effort, you know, to, yeah, that's cool. to make those friendships work. So um you'll find awesome. too um with the kids, with with your children, you'll end up yeah. being friends with people that have children the same age. It's just easy. <sighs> Hundred percent. Well, that's yeah. why I'm going to go to prenatal classes so I can yeah. find people. Make friends. <laughs> you won't be <laughs> yeah. the lady you'll be trying to talk you through. But you'll be nattering away. <laughs> yeah, no, just to find someone exactly yeah. at the same time so that yeah. we can get up and text each other in the middle of the night. You'll be uh, that crazy lady, like looking, scanning the room, going, "Which ones? What? Which one are my people? Which one are my people?" I know. What if I don't find them? I'm going to have to keep searching. I know it is scary. Scary thought. So we're just going to finish with a couple of fitness questions. Uh oh. <laughs> Come on, athlete. Um, <laughs> favorite dedicate workout? Oh, um, uh, the the pregnancy. Well, I've only been able to do the pregnancy <laughs> one, today, and I can't wait to do all of them. Yeah. Because obviously, I'd say your ones. Oh no, that's um, not what I'm fishing for. Because they're all like they're all my <laughs> ones. Because they're my trainers and yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Um, I love a good pregnancy power session. Oh, yeah, actually, but- no, I like the the sculpt. I actually like it when you get the weights. In yeah, there too. The, um, it's called introductory sculpt now. So yeah. people can do it when they're pregnant, or they can do it if they're just getting back into weights. Perfect. See, so you're gonna oh, love yeah. sculpt and ignite when you're not pregnant. Yes. But make sure you do your postpartum stuff first. People go on about it. Yeah, but I know. Six it's weeks. It's so important. 
well, no, it's like six weeks, the doctor gives you an okay, but that doesn't necessarily mean you are actually okay. It's um, doing the postpartum specific exercise so that you can repair and strengthen and get that pelvic floor nice and strong. Yeah. Because trust me, really you'll be wetting your pants though. for the rest of your life if you don't. Okay. No. Done. Not trying to scare because the worst thing is to scare no. people. Like you can't do too much wrong. It's just um, make it's just being wary of it and not um, getting into the jumping and stuff too soon and doing the right exercise for the stage. We recently got one of those. <laughs> Oh, I saw something in the post. post. I was like, "What has she bought? What is she up to?" No, BJ's got his—he's injured his knee, uh, and so yeah. we need. And he was going to find like an exercise, but yeah. um, it's almost like an elliptical, but it's better than elliptical. Oh my god, oh, it's fun. amazing! So it'll be good because you be able to do it the whole and it's time. Low intensity, yeah, it'll be really good. Low impact, which is yeah. quite cool. So I'm going to do that as well because yeah. I haven't really been sweating much, yeah, and I kind of miss a little bit of a sweat, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, <laughs> get, get stuck in. And your favorite way to exercise normally when you're not pregnant? Like, what's your ultimate like choice? Oh gosh, it varies. Like, I go through running phases, and then mm-hmm. I get really off running, and yeah. then I um, yeah, I love a good hit workout where I can just do a bit of everything really and you have like a 20 minute like I just like being able to do it in that sort of short um short burst but then I love yoga and then I love it it honestly varies it's great to mix it up too isn't it yeah it is I'm the same um I go through serious phases yeah and I'm gonna keep that yeah I feel like it's good for the I'm gonna keep that up yeah like it yeah good to have variety yeah definitely and then Boxing as well. Oh, boxing is so oh, fun. Love it. We've it's got such a good relief. Two really awesome boxing workouts on on Dedicate and oh, Can't so wait. fun. Got a boxing bag here. Oh, perfect. Awesome. Yeah. So you yep. can, um, like with the ones oh, we have, you don't need the boxing bag, but if you've got one, then you can use a boxing yeah. bag. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Oh, it's so, it's so empowering. It's so, it's like, you feel I did a boxing fight. A couple you of years fight, ago. did you? Mm-hmm. Whereabouts was that? Because I think they've banned Melbourne. those now. <laughs> they've banned them because people are getting too injured. Or here they have, apparently. Have they? That's what someone told I'm me. I'm surprised. Yeah. it's freaking gnarly. Quite intense. Like amateur boxers, actually. You know, yeah. like I think someone might have died from. Yeah. yeah. Right. But wow, that's amazing. Did, it, did you win? No, um, yeah, I did, but like the so we, it was a charity fight. Yeah, yeah, I know the ones you mean, lot, and like raises lot, heaps of money. But you have to do yeah, a whole lot of training. It's a big deal. Had to do a lot of training, but yeah. she did. I I was against like an actual kind of professional. Oh, she really? Was a professional AFL, and she boxed, so she was quite nice to me. Oh, Very okay, because nice. the ones they had here, it would be two amateurs against each other. Yeah, yeah, no, this was more just for the. So charity. what? She but just I, took I, some I, big punches to the head. <laughs> I think she just and like she was twice my height, so she just dodged, and I'd be like, pew, 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 and I was dying. Like I was going as hard as I could. I've, ne- I've just- never done it like that, but apparently, like you know, the I mean, the rounds are so short, and they're absolutely yeah. buggered, aren't they? they feel the like forever. They feel like forever, but it was yeah. such a good, it was such a good experience. Yeah, it's amazing, and yeah. you would have raised heaps of money, um, for a charity. <laughs> Yes, just say yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was more of an awareness campaign, I think. Okay. Yeah. And actually raising money, I think. It was more about just Yeah. Yeah. But it was it was still Isn't good. it weird how we forget stuff? Like yep. major things yep. in our lives. Like <laughs> Maybe I can just the details right just get ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that whole time's a blur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was an awesome experience. Yeah. Awesome. And one more best piece of advice you would give someone like if your mate said oh, i'm thinking about getting into exercise or mm. i'm struggling with Ooh. my exercise what would you say to them stop being so hard on yourself you're not yeah. going to be amazing from the beginning mm-hmm. just put your shoes on that is sometimes the hardest part getting mm. the motivation to actually do it in the first place mm-hmm. once you actually get going you'll start feeling amazing and then you know when i say amazing like i just love the endorphin relief yeah release and what it does for my mental health. Um, Same here. Yeah. It's and it's just, those times I find that you, the the more you don't feel like doing it, I think that shows the more you need it. 
Yeah. And yeah, it's amazing how you get to the end of a workout or a run or a walk or whatever, and just so grateful that you actually did it because you were so yes. close to not. Yes. And it just shows it's that, it's that mental Mm. Um, and that's how people the get themselves act. into that spiral that downward spiral yep. because they don't feel like it so they don't do it and then they don't feel like it even more and so on the hardest part is actually committing to it I reckon mm. I yeah. mean obviously physically it can be challenging sometimes but like you yeah. start, you, start, you know you can just ease into it but it's yeah and then as you get a bit fitter those feelings of um, it being challenging you start um, responding to them differently so like when you're not that fit and you're tired you think oh I'm useless I'm not really fit but if you think yes. you're fit and you feel tired you go oh wow I'm working hard this feels good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that reframing of yeah. the mind though yeah yeah it's so true awesome oh oh yeah I had one more favorite benefit of exercise but I think you answered it oh yeah mental health mm. honestly just that that post workout high yeah it's the best although some people don't experience that really you know that some people don't get endorphins from exercise i had a friend that didn't get endorphins from exercise and i was like oh my god that's really Mm. that's the best part well maybe she wasn't letting herself or maybe i don't know too much self-doubt or something maybe maybe because it's a physiological thing and like Mm. our bodies need and crave exercise yeah so yeah. hopefully she's sort of a one-off. Yeah, I think it's also the um, the other thing I like from exercise is being able to see that progress and see how yeah. far you've come as well. Yeah, where you are. Yeah, getting it's a good feeling. Her. Yeah, so mm-hmm. good. Hey, thank you so much for your time today, and thank you for sharing a lot of your experiences. That's okay. I probably rambled and didn't make sense for a lot of it. Not at all. (laughs) Remember, you are a pro at this. Oh, don't. I don't. I don't. See, I think I've got imposter syndrome sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, because we were. I I refuse to take on that compliment. But um, Mm. podcasts are hard in that so many of my guests have been too scared to listen to their own. And I, I was a guest on one recently, and I'm starting to dread. Yeah. Because you kind of just remember bits of what you said. You think, why did I say that? But it was probably because it was what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, do you yeah. do that? I mean, I suppose you're over it because you were talking on the radio all the time. But do you ever look back and go, what the? Why did I say that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. All the time. You just got to not go there. Mouth, I don't know what comes out. I yeah. feel like I just chat sometimes. Well, so you're I'm a professional like, shit talker. Like, it was your job. Well, yeah. So, honestly, I used to, I, I sometimes like shows would pass and I'd be like, what are we just talking about? I don't even know what happened, but you know, it's probably okay. a good thing. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, thank you so much and good luck for the rest of your pregnancy. Enjoy this special phase. Thank you. Yes. No, it's I not will. too intense I and will. you're not too big. No. Belly's I know. Not too big. I feel like that final trimester is coming yeah. like a freight train. And so. the thighs start rubbing together and just oh, sleeping yeah, hard. Well, I'm actually really thankful that. I'm going into the final part in winter. Yes. Yeah. You just sort of hide away at home. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also, no, no. But like, I don't want to send that, well. that message that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know what you mean. <laughs> but, but, but I actually meant like the temperature wise. because. Oh, okay. Of... <laughs> I don't yeah, know why I said that. It was really. No, it's like a hibernation time. You know yeah. What you yeah. yeah. Um, and it is hard to find the right clothes and stuff as well. That's the only oh, thing about winter. Yeah. Yeah, those. I, I, um, do you wear those bottom. things that you put in your jeans to make them so you can wear your old jeans, but you put oh, them no, in I haven't so done they that still do yet. it? I've heard that. Do you heard still that fit all your clothes? No, I'm not wearing jeans. I did get some pregnancy jeans, which actually weren't heinous, but I don't know where they are. But my cousins just gave me a whole lot of hand-me-down pregnancy tops and stuff, which was amazing because I was just awesome. in a weird phase where I couldn't fit anything. Yeah, and you don't want to spend too much money because it's such a short oh, amount of time. Exactly. And then you're not really, um, like, fashion and stuff's not really high priority at the... Oh, no, you yeah. just want to be comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, no, I've got a few good staples now, so I'm just going to rotate awesome. them a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll you'll only be going out every um, one Tuesday of every... Month, you know? <laughs> yeah, my once a month social outing. <laughs> and you'll be um, a regular at Wrightson's as well or Pines. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Thank you for reminding me. Don't even forget the dog whisker. Oh, my God. Do not forget. 
We don't have to get through <laughs> one job. Be in trouble. <laughs> hey, thanks so much, PJ. It's okay. Have okay, an awesome day. You. Talk yeah. soon. Yeah, we'll Bye. do. Thank you all so much for listening to the Dedicate podcast. We hope you enjoy it. And if you do, pretty please leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. And be sure to subscribe so you are notified when new episodes launch. If you're new here, welcome. Or if you've missed some episodes, check them all out. Ensure you've listened to from season three, Lou Heller, sharing my separation for the first time and of course fashion. And one of PJ's high school friends, Sophie Hurley, continuing my career from the farm. Joe Kane, swimming the Cook Strait in my new health journey. And from season two, Tony Street, grief, love, illness and everything in between. Dedicate is the online trans-Tasman fitness community for rural and real women, mums and those who love a down-to-earth approach to fitness. Everyone is welcome. You can join anytime with your seven-day free trial, but our newest challenge starts next Monday, the 30th of May. Weights for winter, strength, power and confidence for all women, all ages, everywhere. Find out more and get your free trial at kateivyfitness.com. Thanks again for listening, everyone. I'll catch you all next time.